0: Maybe
1: Would you just do a challenge episode where you come up with a topic and you have to wear those headphones the whole time and talk about your
0: topic? The topic is singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. (laughs) Same thing about it's quite atrocious. I like the uh, bedroom eyes you gave me during that. Thank you. You
1: (laughs) Welcome to Motel Hell. My name is Ben the beard
0: And I'm Dick the Fetty. That's true, that's true. Dick so Fetty. Dick so Fetty.
1: Fun fact, I recently found out that Fetty actually means money, so I had this image in my head uh, that Dick Fetty was an actual penis that shoots out money
0: like it's confetti. Yeah. Well, my cum's so good, it's basically money. I've used it as currency. It's true. I said, hey, babe, I'll slather you with ropes if you... And then she was like... Cool. Oh, uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: believe it or not, um, Dick Fetty's jizz is the thing that took down Bitcoin. Yeah, but also
0: it took down the towers. Yikes. Yikes. 9-11 wasn't inside the penis job. And on that note... That was bad. Yeah, that it was wasn't awful. It wasn't so good. I've
1: got a bad taste in my mouth for a Anyway, we will be covering... Something uh, I'm very excited about And printed out way too much research for The moon landing And whether or not we actually weren't there Were there weren't Or weren't there.
0: there Yeah, Who knows? We do, actually We yeah. have definitive proof that we were not there It's true So, part two of our conspiracy theory stuff I mean, it's not really part two in the sense of I think we're going to be doing ongoing conspiracy theory Things, things Yeah
1: It just happened that we were both going to do one, and then I looked into... The moon landing. The moon landing. The two two I had picked were the moon landing and the JFK assassination, because I was like, it can't be that heavy, right? And I looked into both of them and decided on the moon landing, and uh, realized that it was going to be a lot. But first, we have a
0: movie review. Yes, that's accurate. So tonight we decided... In an effort to spice up the podcast and spice up our lives, we would try for once to not watch a movie we've already seen multiple times. Uh, I really wanted to watch the Beyond with commentary on, because I'm a nerd. And instead, we watched Phantasm Two, the sequel to Phantasm One. <laughs> yes. So, uh, it is a 1988 film. It was nine years after the original Phantasm, directed by the same director, Don Koskowski. Corelli Coscarelli. Don Coscarelli starring Angus Graham as the tall man reprising his role. James LaGrosse as what's his name? Mike? Mike? Mike. Mike. Mike And Reggie Bannister returning as Reggie. So, that's cool. And then, also, there's this hot chick who's kind of like an off-brand Jessica Biel, but by the end of it, I thought she was hotter than Jessica Biel.
1: Yeah, well, you also get to see her dead boobs and her alive boobs. Yeah,
0: and it's nice to have the contrast, because I'm going to touch both of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Samantha Phillips is Alchemy, was her name.
1: Alchemy, yeah, dumb name.
0: Yeah, but, what? That's hot. Is it? Yeah. No. I call her Alky, my little Alky.
1: Yeah, that's the girl who you meet at a festival, she fucks you. Disappears the next morning, and then you go home and find and out you have curfews. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So, anyway, I'm down for that. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what were your thoughts, impressions? Well, spoilers for the first film. If you haven't seen Phantasm 1, don't listen to this review. Skip ahead five to ten minutes.
1: Yeah. So, I I mean, I, I feel like the first one was uh, a lot more orient, horror-oriented. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. had a lot more jokes, but they seemed to completely revolve around Reggie. Mm-hmm none of the funny stuff ever happened to Mike? It was always with Reggie.
0: Reggie was a better actor. Mike was okay. Mike yeah. was serviceable.
1: Yeah, he was okay. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think it definitely sets up the rest of the movies, which essentially is, from what I understand, them just continuing to hunt the tall, tall man. man. And the fifth one is the end. It's it's stable. It's is that the
0: brand new one they did, two thousand something.
1: Yeah. He's he's the um Angus uh what's his last name Scrim. Scrim is actually dead now. Ah, uh, um, hard. Yeah, he died a few years after. Uh, 2016 he died? Okay. I'm just impressed that they kept the same director, writer, who's the same guy, and Angus in all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's unusual. So, I mean, I would imagine the, Don Coscarelli wrote the first Phantasm and the second one, and I, I guess he just kept the rights. It must have been an original idea for him, and he just said, like, nobody's making this but me. Which is pretty awesome. So, so the first movie is about the tall man who runs a, uh, what is it, mortuary? Yeah. Yeah, and...
1: A funeral home.
0: A funeral home, and is turning the dead into midgets that are immortal servants. Little people. Yeah, and he's like basically a specter from another dimension, and...
1: They don't explain, do they explain why? I can't remember if they explain why in the first one
0: he's doing it. I don't remember. So we watched the first one, like, two years ago, and it's one of those series that's long-running and beloved, and we just took a long time to get into. I was sitting on the first Phantasm, a Laserdisc version, forever, and then, of course, my Laserdisc player broke by the time we wanted to watch it. And now, like, all of them are online for free on different streaming services, except for the second one, so we finally paid for that tonight. And, uh, but... Yeah, so honestly, like, you know, we're not super up on the phantasm plot points and whatnot, but basically he's, like, a sweet supernatural badass, and it's not your usual horror in the sense of there's a slight Lovecraftian, like, extra-dimensional element to his evilness, and he's not even, like, really that evil in a certain sense. Like, I mean, he's harvesting people, some of which are still alive, so I guess that's bad, but he doesn't... He
1: does start with the dead first.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't come across as being, like sort of super villain in a certain sense like he's got his own whatever he's doing he's got his own plans and designs but given the nature of his minions and things like that like the movie definitely has a slight air of silliness to it but it's got some proper gore and it's got the famous flying silver orbs that are very much remind me of hunter seekers from dune but instead of just stabbing you and killing you instantly with poison they stick into your head and then they a drill comes out and drills out your head and blood shoots out the other side of the orb. And yeah,
1: unless it's a gold one, which has lasers.
0: Yeah, lasers and turns into, like, a super spinny buzzsaw that goes inside your body. Which so. is
1: super cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I liked it better than the first one, but it's not... It feels very... Uh, there's, like, a through line through all of them. I mean, I can't say that for sure because we haven't seen all of them. But there definitely is a through line from the first one to this one. It doesn't feel... So, like, it it feels like they knew they were going to make more than one.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that. I mean, they they leave... This one certainly leaves it open. I mean, they both leave it open for sequels. They have their sort of uh, non-traditional endings, which I appreciate. But, yeah, I mean, this movie starts off, and in the first, like, 20 minutes, it basically turns into the scene from the end of Commando when Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up with the chickies with to the gun place, and then, like, they find the back room, and they like stock up on all this stuff and it's they like gear up very quickly to go on the hunt for the tall man in a way that's pretty intense and uh unfortunately they don't mostly use like 90 percent of the stuff that they build in the beginning which was like and then once they do
1: use it they throw it away yeah it <laughs> was
0: definitely like broke some from my opinion like movie rules of like if you have the guy get the sweet gun then he should check use off gun it. yeah yeah so um From that aspect, it was slightly disappointing, but I generally liked it, like, and I thought it it was paced well enough, it was fun. I mean, the first one was probably better, but, yeah, I mean, I I really had no complaints. It was somewhere between, like, a 7 and a 7.5 out of me, maybe even higher, like, it kind of depends, it's... I'd be interested to watch the whole series and then revisit the original ones and kind of see how I feel on that, so...
1: I agree with that. I give it a solid 7 only because it seems more adventure-oriented than horror-oriented. Like, the first one's very, like... I mean, the main character is a small kid. Yeah. You know, so it's it definitely plays more on that defenseless aspect. Mm, good point. You know, not being able to do anything, as opposed to this is more of, like, almost like a revenge flick.
0: Yeah. I definitely, the two things that we were thinking of, at least one I was thinking of, the other Ben was, was... Supernatural, it has huge shades of supernatural.
1: I mean, they're driving around the country hunting down a supernatural creature in a classic black car with a ton of...
0: Classic American muscle car. Yeah,
1: with a ton of weapons in the trunk.
0: Yeah, and it's two guys who are... Well, no, but Reggie's not the brother, so the brother does die in the first movie. Like, I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but he's, like, the family friend, whatever. But it, it has very much, and I could agree with that, having seen limited amounts of Supernatural... And uh, for me, it reminded me a lot of sort of the the jump between Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Evil Dead 3. And though I've never seen Army of Darkness all the way through, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It sort of goes from that more horror-ish, you know, it's still, it's even, it goes past where Evil Dead versus Evil Dead 2 goes and goes, like, more towards Evil Dead 3, but not quite as camp.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But, uh, yeah, it definitely ha- it felt like it was a 1988 kind of a film. Yeah, it
1: definitely so. had more camp than the first one. Yeah,
0: for sure. But, yeah. But there was a chainsaw fight. Yeah. And a dude's dick gets chainsawed off at the end of the fight.
1: You're right, I'm going up to eight. Any movie that has a <laughs> chainsaw fight... I mean, our podcast is named after a movie that has a prominent chainsaw fight yeah. in it. It's like, if there's boobs and there's a chainsaw fight, it automatically gets bumped up a couple points for yeah.
0: me. I mean, let's be real, it's like a 7.5... And that's being generous, yeah. but it does have good elements to it, and it and it knows how to like kick things up in a way that if you're a horror fan, you're gonna immediately be like, nice. So, yeah, it definitely would be rent it first if you're into the first one and you like this one, then like you know, then you I think you're on on Easy Street and yeah, check out the rest.
1: I don't think it's it's in much in line with like a lot of other long running horror movie serials where like the first one goes balls to the walls, like Friday the Thirteenth too goes off the fucking rails mainly because jason is finally the villain and then halloween 2 they kicked up the gore exponentially yeah there's very little killing You, you see very little killing in the first one yeah so but yeah definitely check it out we highly recommend it
0: yeah so yeah but on to our main event
1: so like i said we were gonna kind of trade off like we do on topics occasionally And do another conspiracy theory episode But I kind of started delving into the moon landing thing And ended up with way more research than I thought I would
0: Mm.
1: So to understand the hoax of the moon landing You kind of have to understand the Cold War Mm -hmm. And what it was And for our listeners who don't know what it was After World War II kind of closed out we entered into this era known as the Cold War which was a period of
0: tension between us and the Soviet Union. Many would argue the Cold War started before the end of World War II, but it, go on. Yeah. Do, do you want to... Wanna... Well, so basically, uh, I mean there was there was communist support in the United States in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, right. and it was only, you know, there were times where there was witch hunting happened, McCarthy and all the rest, but uh, that was part of the red scare but the cold war really a lot of people believe that in part the bombing of hiroshima and nagasaki was not as was as much to end world war ii as it was to say to the russians like check us out fuck with us please we're we're asking you to do that we've got atomic bombs and you've got nothing other than a bunch of people and we will bomb them. And then so, they were
1: like, "Psych, we've got atomic bombs now." Yeah,
0: that did happen. And but yeah, basically like before things were even over, we already had an unshaky partnership or a shaky partnership rather with um, with the Soviets and
1: and it kind of evolved into like a dick measuring contest between what's better, either capitalism and a democratic republic or a
0: socialist Republic. yeah socialist communist so yeah i mean it's um well and again like the the whole like marx is diametrically opposed to capitalism like that it it is yeah. you know with with socialism so uh or communism or whatever i can't even keep them straight anyways i took a lot of classes in college on on the cold war and all the nations that were developed during that time and all the secret wars and all that stuff but a lot of those brain cells have been significantly burnt. I will just say that basically as soon as World War II was winding down, we, we, were, we knew that the, the power we were going to carve up the world with as far as influence and who gets what was going to be Russia. I mean, they were the other major power. China was coming into its own, but like was not part of that yet. And it's not like it is today where their power is largely economic uh, you know, it was very much a military build-up was already happening, and everybody was armed to the teeth because of World War II, and so the Cold War started when we realized, like, you know, how are we going to split up Germany? How are we going to split up Europe? How are yeah, the fall this of the Berlin other? Wall, but
1: yeah. which actually came later in the Cold War, though, didn't
0: it? That's the end of the Cold War. Yeah. War is the fall of the Berlin Wall. It, but, right, but, like, so Germany... So Berlin is in East Germany, essentially, mm-hmm. and then but we split, we said, okay, well, Berlin's going to stay the capital, but we're going to split a city, so, like, the Western inf- uh, controlled East or the Western controlled West Berlin was surrounded generally by all of the East Germany, which is Russian controlled. So like we had this little pocket that was our little, like, you know, people into the world of the Soviet bloc during the cold war, which is why it's the ultimate spy movie setting and everything else, because it was the hub of a ton of activity.
1: Yeah. And then in this cold war wasn't fought with us marching troops or anything. It was, political there was propaganda and economic things that were going on and a whole lot of spies
0: well and proxy wars yeah and proxy so that wars. i mean vietnam is the ultimate cold war conflict because our involvement in vietnam was it wasn't just about uh what if that domino falls and then japan's at risk but it was largely about that and the same thing with the iran contra affair i mean the reason that half of the extreme militant governments went into power in south america or the middle east between like the 40s and the 90s or even really we still feel the shockwaves today were because the united states would always support a hardline military junta cartel government whatever as long as they gave lip service to opposing communism because communism was always about and like uh political socialism was all about like change and and grassroots movements and all this, that and the other. In our eyes it was constantly like, if the communists take over whatever country, then like, you know, all the other countries around it are gonna turn communist and the Russians are going to be at our back door and we meddled constantly in international affairs in order to keep in governments in power or put governments in power, which hypothetically we're gonna support the United States if a if the war ever turned hot. And you know, we could go into this endlessly. Basically, it was like the period of the worst deeds of the United States of all time all happened during the Cold War in the name of like keeping the communists at bay. It was the, uh, it was the Bay of Pigs. It was the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was the fall of the Berlin Wall. I mean, it was a million different things. It, it, you know, it was one of the, and it was all like quote unquote modern day. Like we've got news cycles, TVs, radios, like all the rest. So this was, it was, a hyper reported period, and a, and a period where the press shaped like public opinion in a way that I mean they always do that, but like as far as you know politics and the news cycle and all this shit, I mean it was it it, it is like everything that we know and our experience today is like the hyper version of what all came to be during the Cold War yeah. era,
1: and we were also coming off of World War Two, so everyone was like fuck yeah, America, yeah
0: I mean but that was like we came from our highest point, yeah. Post you know World War Two was like Granted, there are flaws and whatever, but, like, you know, we showed up, and we said, like, we're world police. Like, we rule, and check this out, and we save the world. And then immediately we started accepting- Our dick accepting, is a big eagle with yeah. even bigger missiles. And then and then we immediately started accepting, like, German war criminals and Japanese war criminals into our ranks to say, like, you know, and, and forgiving all of their heinous crimes against humanity so that we could get, like, Velcro and shit. And, uh... And rockets. Yeah, and rockets. Right. Yeah, von Braun. Thank you. And um, a, a, and yeah, and then it just it so, quickly devolved. So do, do
1: you think that's sufficient for the explanation of the Cold War yes. in a brief summary? Yeah. Uh, we didn't like communists and oh, Russia was on. communist.
0: Henry Kissinger, Richard Nixon, and 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 our boy Ronnie Reagan. You know, that's all. Cold War boys, yeah, and and Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, yeah, you know, and and of course, um, Gorbachev and Stalin and Khrushchev and. <sighs> anyway, okay.
1: <laughs> so, one of the, one of the, things that came out of this this kind of standoff, and contest between our nation and the Soviet Union was the space race, mm. which is arguably. One of the coolest things to come out of it I've, I've been watching uh newsreel of like different space race stuff like all day mm-hmm. and it's just it's super cool and super interesting and really crazy to think
0: like how we did all of it so let me ask you a question or yeah. maybe this is in there if it's in there just i'll wait okay who, who put a satellite into space first russia yeah yeah sputnik
1: yeah sputnik that's one of the first things i go over Okay.
0: So um, I just want to say that Sputnik's really cool. I, I want to put that on record. Yes,
1: it's a cool looking satellite. It's, it's cool. pretty much one of the orbs from Fantastic yeah. with <laughs> cool little stingy legs on it. Yeah, instead of sucking your brain out, it just beeps. Yeah, it just it just beeps and spies on us. So we enter the space race in the late 1950s, and essentially between us and Russia we like one of us was going to become the superpower in space and we we're like <laughs> we're fucking America yeah, we're going to do that yeah.
0: shit and we did that by operation paperclip taking tons of german scientists who learned how to build the v- oh, are you about to cover this No no
1: no, no, no go ahead I, I I really like cut the jib cuz I have so much shit okay. on Okay okay all right yeah <laughs> so we got
0: to we got to get through the 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 official version before we can get to the truth people yeah. so uh yeah during operation paperclip we basically Gave sanctuary and safe passage to tons of German scientists to the United States and other places in Europe where they'd be protected and wouldn't have to go to Russia to become scientists for Russia, and but they did get plenty of Germans too. But we got we got more Germans. We got von Braun. I mean, again, people that like designed and built all sorts of horrible terror weapons, and we were like, "Yo, put us in space, bra," because you see these dirty Russians. You see them. You do want them in space. Your My name guy? is
1: Your name is Steve Carlson now. Yeah,
0: your name is Chuck burger <laughs> and uh yeah so that's how we got our our wonderful bright minds so sorry
1: no no you're good um october 4th 1957 that's my birthday the soviet ballistic missile launched sputnik which was the first artificial satellite into our orbit mm. so the russians kind of pulled ahead i want to say almost immediately but almost immediately mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so This kind of brought the space race to a boiling point because they put something in space and they did it correctly and
0: they did it well. And it just kept circling the globe, beeping.
1: Yeah, and uh, so we were unhappy about that. So in 1958, we launched our own satellite, the Explorer 1. And then the same year, President Eisenhower signed a public order to create the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA. So that's how NASA kind of got funded. They were like, we need to fucking have a whole fucking cabinet... Through this and they like pulled people from a bunch of different department,
0: branches, of, whole, whole different department.
1: Department, yeah. They pulled people from a whole bunch of like different things to create NASA, like you know, minds of the mind.
0: Yeah, no, greatest greatest minds in America, and all the ones we stole from Europe.
1: Yep, <laughs> which were now in America. Yeah. So greatest minds in America. I basically,
0: if you if you if you do something sick for America, you get a free pass.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen fifty nine, the Soviets sent the luna 2 out which was the first space probe to hit the moon okay so <laughs> we're sweating now yeah and around oh no i'm sorry and then april 1961 cosmonaut yuri gagarin gagarin there's going to be a lot of russian names in this i apologize Yuri
0: gagarin.
1: uh became the first person to orbit the earth in the Vostok one um prior to this we started experimenting with shuttles and monkeys so, uh, if you heard that
0: happen, it definitely did happen. So, if you've ever played the game Super Monkey Ball for Nintendo, that's, that's exactly what we were doing. That's essentially what we were doing. 100%. Yeah. Sending monkeys
1: to space to roll Do around a little ball. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you've ever seen the moon, it's basically a mini-golf course.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is an entire race of monkeys living up there now. Yeah. Oh, Calm God, I'm surprised apps. I didn't run into that. Look
0: <laughs> at <laughs> It's alright, we're gonna we're gonna sort our own hashtag space ape race.
1: I guarantee you it's already a thing. I hope so. And it was probably caused by the Jews. Or the Illuminati. The Illuminati Jews. Because all conspiracy people hate the Jews. Truth. So May fifth, nineteen sixty one, Alan Shepard became the first American. Even though it was later, it's better. Yeah. Uh, And
0: Americans are people, Russians Yeah, He was the first American in space But he did not get to orbit the earth What did they do, just like throw him up as high as they could And then he just fell back down into the water Essentially Okay.
1: And then later that May JFK made a bold and public claim That the US would land A man on the moon before the end of the decade We
0: will land a man On on the the moon.
1: moon Actually I watched that speech It was pretty cool Man, JFK was cool. And he was banging hot ladies. Yeah, he was. Coke parties in the
0: Oval Office.
1: (laughs) So February 1962 brings us to John Glenn, who was the first American to orbit the Earth. Mm. And then later that year, the Apollo Project was started, which was NASA's whole spiel to get a man or men on the moon. How many men? As many as they could, honestly. (laughs) Um, Just like a whole banana boat full (laughs) of men From uh, 1961 to 1964 NASA's budget was increased by 500% And they eventually had 34,000 NASA employees And 375,000 industrial and university contractors Working on the Apollo project That's awesome So they had a shitload of people trying to get this done That's American might right there Yeah American might, American
0: right But see the thing that's different is in Russia You don't have to pay people you just make them work, and when they're done, you gun them down.
1: You, We are doing you a favor to send you to space. You, don't uh, need. you
0: have a job. What are you complaining about? This is Karl Marx' utopia.
1: And this is also, like, the era of when astronauts were fucking rock stars, man. Yeah. Bunch of them drove Corvettes, banging ladies,
0: yeah. drinking too much. Yeah. Well, like, because literally, it's the biggest thing that yeah. we're doing. There's, There's nothing, it's like... Because we're not at the ICBM phase yet, and all the Star Wars and all that type of Ronnie Reagan shit. Because we haven't we haven't gotten to the moon yet. Like we we this whole idea of intercontinental ballistic missiles that like you know leave orbit and come back in and all that shit. Like that was gonna be our nightmare as a result of the space race. Like that's where it takes us, which is fucking rad though. It's pretty cool that we could like annihilate everything on the planet in seconds. But oh, I lost my train of thought. Are we talking about oh, rock stars. Rock yeah, stars. Right. So it's like these are the brightest, the bestest, the baldest, the buzz and of them all. Yeah. And, and, and 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 we're going to send it to the moon, and we're going to take a dookie in the shape of a sickle and hammer, and then we're going to freeze that and send it back to Russia and say, that's moon dookie. <laughs> we moon got dookie. that first. There you go. I don't know. I think that was in one of the papers I read.
1: Well, that's the thing. When when they shot Sputnik into space, that was terrifying. Sputnik. Sputnik. <laughs> I don't that know. They, I don't know. That they could send something... Like they had a missile that powerful enough to get it into orbit. I know, because
0: before that, all they used were slingshots.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They had
0: giant slingshots and with bears shaves. on them. Yeah. Well, the bears pulled the sling.
1: But there's also another slightly smaller bear with a bottle of vodka in the sling. Yeah, that is that is accurate. So then we hit January 1967, mm-hmm. and the Apollo program makes a little bit of a boo boo and has a pretty big setback when three astronauts are killed after their craft caught fire during a launch simulation. So three astronauts fucking mm-hmm. And the so sonar- the the, the mm, let me start over. The Soviet lunar program at this point was also kind of stalled had stalled out a little bit because at this point they were in kind of debate like is this actually worth it? Like we're spending all this money to maybe get to the moon but like we what the fuck are we going to do even feed our own like, people? Well, yeah, they didn't care about that, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like, what are we going to do once we get, like... How is that going to make us better? Like, how is this going to make us a stronger nation by going to the moon?
0: Yeah, and again, uh, so it's one thing to send a rocket into space. It's an entirely different... and. It, much more difficult thing to send something into space and have it land and not explode, and then come back. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, they want them back. Yeah. and so that's like a whole bunch of things, and and the moon's moving, and the Earth is moving, and they're moving at different ways at and different wh- times. And when you're
1: in space, literally, death is surrounding you at all times.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, because if you take off your helmet or leave your spaceship, you die. Yeah, if you, well, with your helmet off, and yeah.
1: So, the other thing to kind of st- stall the Soviet's lunar program was uh, Sergei Koro- Korolyov. Korolyov. He died.
0: Sergei Korolyov. Korolyov. Yeah, Korolyov. Korolyov. That's a hard one. Korolyov. Korolyov. Not
1: enough backwards E's in it for me to pronounce. But um, He was their chief engineer, and he ended up dying. Of alcohol poisoning? Uh, probably just being Russian.
0: Yeah, alcohol poisoning.
1: No, that cold just having a horrible government at all times. Even today. Mm, Hot take. Anyway. Is that a
0: hot take? I think that's just a take.
1: I think that's just true. Yeah. Um, December 1968 was the launch of Apollo 8, which was the first manned space mission to orbit the moon, and it was launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida. So we orbited the moon. Is that near Orlando? I have no idea. It is. So now we get to the juicy stuff. Okay. July 20th, 19 69 <laughs> <laughs> Woo! the moon landing the first moon landing so at 932 allegedly <laughs> allegedly this is all alleged 932 july 16th 1969 <laughs> i'm gonna do it every time i hope not and the whole world was watching this why because they were gonna put a fucking man on the moon it was a big fucking deal
0: you're telling um, me there was some lead up. There was some news coverage to this. Oh yeah, okay. I
1: actually watched some of uh, ABC's today, um, and it was it was just it was just really powerful to watch because like, as soon as they say the eagle has landed, it kind of like goes back to the newscasters who I didn't recognize any of them, but like, these are like you know men in like the late '60s, like older men in the late '60s, like they don't fucking cry and like you see them like getting misty eyed because like fuck yeah America yeah we did <laughs> it. fuck yeah we did it. So anyway. Apollo 11 took off from Kennedy Space Center with astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins on board. Is he the father of Phil Collins? Yes, 100%. That's awesome. You'll Be In My Heart was about Michael Collins, his father. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Prove me
0: wrong, internet. Salisbury Hill is actually about the moon because there's Salisbury steak on one side of a hill on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Genesis
1: is just entirely about how the moon landing was fake. Um, Every single song they've ever put out Yeah So Armstrong, who was 38 at the time He was a civilian research pilot He was actually the one in command of the mission Uh So they traveled 240,000 miles in 76 hours So it takes about three days apparently to get to the moon Okay. Probably, it might be faster now, I don't know Yeah, my car's pretty fast Slow down there, Mr. Tesla Mr. Elon Musk wants to put a car in space, fuck you Does he really? Yeah, he does he might have, I don't know. Space car. He wanted to shoot he wanted to shoot a Tesla into space. That dude is on so much cocaine. I think he isn't, though, right? No, he definitely is. Okay. He smokes weed. He did it on Joe Rogan. So, July 19th, they entered the moon's orbit, and then the next day, July 20th, at 1:46 p.m., the lunar module, the Eagle, manned by Armstrong and Aldrin, separated from the command module, leaving Collins in the command, command module. Two hours later, the Eagle began its descent onto lunar surface and at 4.17 p.m., PM, the craft touched down on the lunar surface, which was on the southwestern edge of the Sea of Tranquility, which is an area on the moon. Uh, Armstrong immediately radioed to mission control in Houston, Texas with the now famous message, the Eagle has landed. So at 10.39 p.m., five hours ahead of the original schedule, Armstrong opened the hatch of the lunar module, and he went down the ladder, and there was a television camera attached to the craft, recorded his progress, and beamed the signal back to Earth, where hundreds of millions of people were watching all of this. 10.56 p.m., when he stepped off the ladder and touched the moon's surface, he spoke his famous quote, which was, that's one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind, and I'm watching the newscast, and like, you know, we grew up, we've all heard One Small Step for Man, One Giant leap for Mankind. And he says it, and I clearly hear it, but maybe it's only because I know what it is. But the newscaster's like, he said One Small Step for Man, I don't know, uh, what else did he say? Someone, can someone else find out what he said? And I'm like, One Giant leap for Mankind, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you're blowing it, dick, you're blowing it. <laughs> so, 19 minutes later... Uh, Aldrin joined him on the moon surface. They took some photographs of the terrain, planted a U.S. flag, ran a few simple scientific tests, spoke with Richard Nixon via Houston, and then at 1.11 a.m. on July 21st... Tricky dick. Both astronauts were back in the lunar module with the hatch closed, and then they slept the night on the moon surface, which...
0: That sounds awesome. That sounds crazy, right? Lunar, lunar slumber party? Right.
1: Well, first of all, you ever, like... Fall asleep and you wake up and you're kind of confused where you are and then you realize you're in your own bedroom. Every time I drink. Yeah. Well, imagine doing that on the fucking moon.
0: <laughs> you're two hundred forty thousand miles away from Earth. Do you think they brought like moon juice to drink there? I don't think they were. Or made like sweet like moon cocktails. Probably
1: not. But that's why I'm. You know, I can't be an astronaut because I ever did anything like that. I would have jumped on the moon and I'd be like, this shit's fucking awesome. booby doo doo, wanna wanna wanna. Yeah. And start shooting mad heroin. Oh. Space heroin. I was going to say moon rocks,
0: like just like super, super strong ecstasy moon rocks. Moon rocks?
1: Yeah, we could do that. Let's get to the moon. Tell you what, guys. We're going to create a send Patreon. Us, send us to the, send the moon. Send us to the moon. We will bring you back the purest ecstasy moon rocks you've ever yeah. seen in your life.
0: Yeah. Just all we need is two a, young men died when they strapped themselves to a gigantic <laughs> firework and tried to launch themselves to the moon.
1: All we need is a three billion dollar donation. Yeah, is it
0: that that much to go to the
1: moon? Probably. NASA's defunct now. It costs too much
0: fucking money to do what?
1: All of it. Build a rocket that half of it's going to be destroyed. Be put out into space.
0: Yeah, it's space, the fuel. Dude. The fuel, uh-huh. the man-hours to build all of it. Okay. I'm hearing, let's cut jobs so that we can not go to space. Hmm. Yeah. Riddle me that. Thanks, Obama. Riddle me that, Batman. I am Batman. And <laughs> here... That's how he says it the first time he, like, went to arrest somebody. They're like, who are you? He's like, I, I am Batman. Batman. Like, oh. no, <laughs> oh,
1: I'm not afraid of you anymore. <laughs> you gay. At 1.54 p.m., the Eagle began to go back to the command module. And they left a few things on the moon. Uh, One was a plaque that said, Here, men from the planet Earth, first set foot on the moon, July 1969. (laughs) Ha ha! 69! A.D. We came in peace for all mankind. After dick. Uh, They also left a flag. Uh, At 5.35 p.m., Armstrong and Aldrin... Successfully docked and rejoined Collins, and then at 1256 p.m. on July 22nd, Apollo 11 began its journey home, and they splashed down in the Pacific Ocean at 1250 p.m. on July 24th. Which I
0: can only imagine... So that's that- like five days of, like, to the moon and back. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it, Yeah, they were, like, there for a fucking week. That's crazy. Yeah, it's super cool.
1: Like it just boggles my mind cuz space is fucking scary, bro. Yeah. That's why sci like sci-fi horror always gets me the worst because one you have this like usually like an alien creature come after you but like then also space. Yeah. Which is horrible yeah. and scary.
0: See, I disagree. I feel like if I was if I was to die in the cold void of space versus drown, I would definitely pick space. So, so
1: now space. we're getting to the conspiracy theory behind the moon landing th- or the conspiracy fact.
0: Okay, but also do you think that we could intercut uh, Smash and Pumpkin Space Boy somewhere into this episode?
1: Yeah, as long as we are not I feel like Billy Corgan
0: will definitely sue us, though. He seems the suing type. Yeah, that's true.
1: He's seen shapeshifters. We've covered that.
0: Yeah, Billy Corgan's
1: a piece of shit. Yeah, he's real
0: bald. Did he actually go bald or he's just like, I'm gonna shave my head from now on? I'm sure he was gonna go bald. You look at a dome like that and you can't see it any other way, but... I think he's like, uh, he's got a George Costanza kind of a head. Yeah,
1: that's true. So, here's the thing about the moon landing conspiracy fact.
0: Well, it's not a conspiracy fact, it's just the moon landing truth.
1: Yeah. So, it pretty much bases that either parts of, like, either we did land on the moon, Mm. but none of the footage is real, or we never landed on the moon at all. Um, Why would the government lie to us, Ben? I'll fucking get there. I've got reasons. Okay. So, pretty much the most notable claim is that all six of the manned landings, 1969... (laughs) Gonna do it every time. ...to 1972 were all faked, and that Apollo 12 astronauts did not actually walk on the moon.
0: So is that Buzz and uh, the other guy? No, that was Apollo 11. Who landed in 12? Didn't Buzz go up a couple times? Didn't one of them probably I
1: honestly didn't go that much into uh-huh, the rest uh-huh, of their history. Uh-huh. Um, I was really We're not s-
0: here to cover the official line. We're here to cover ah, the, ah, the ah, real ah, truth. Yeah. Ah. So there's like
1: pretty much since the 1970s people have been saying that NASA and others completely misled the public into believing that all of this happened by either manufacturing, tampering with or destroying evidence, which includes photos telemetry tapes, radio and TV transmission, moon rock samples, and even killing eyewitnesses. Fair. So there is a bunch of evidence, quote-unquote evidence, that the landings existed, that they, quote-unquote, happened. But, you know, we don't need to go into that yet. We don't need to go into that yet. But it has, like, this idea has sustained for 40 years. Okay. Um... Even though there's been a bunch of people who came out with evidence saying that
0: no, you're wrong. Yeah. So basically, since the day we landed on the moon, so it's been. All, it'll be 50 years of lies in July.
1: So yeah. So de- like throughout different regions in America, surveys were taken, and it's anywhere from six to 20 percent of Americans believe that it was a hoax. And 20. 20-
0: when was the survey done?
1: Uh, I don't actually have that Okay um, But this is like I don't know, anyway And then 25% of Britons and 28% of Russians Believe that None of them ever happened And then in 2001 Fox Television Network uh, Created a documentary called Conspiracy Theory Did we land on the moon? The answer is no And they claimed that NASA faked the whole thing To essentially win the space race And defraud.
0: Yes. The American public, the government, the taxpayer. I mean, that's what NASA's just trying to get rich when you think about it.
1: Yeah. So there is, like, I did find, like, the quote-unquote origin of the theory. So there was a book that was on the subject of the moon landing being a hoax, which was We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 Billion Swindle, which the title really grabs you, Yeah, you know? It was self-published in 1996 by Bill Casing. He was a formal, former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor of Artisan English. But
0: hold on. If this has been going on since the day we landed, this is this is sort of the birth of like the modern level of conspiracy, I would assume, right? The sort of organized conspiracy theorist. Because if you're saying 96, you're talking 26... 76.
1: Oh, 76. you said 96. So. 1976. Okay. Did I? I'm sorry if I yeah. did. okay. Um, Well, so that's the thing, right? Like, so, like, we had Watergate and, like, all this tension with the Cold War and everything and, like, all this, like, shit that kind of brought down our belief system in America, which is, like, really where, like, a lot of the conspiracy theory stuff started to really kind of come to a head.
0: Yeah, let me... So, and uh, just to clarify for our non-American listeners or those who aren't as buffed up, just the extremely abbreviated version is essentially uh, once Tricky Dick Nixon came into office... Um, so he had what was called creep the committee to reelect president Nixon. And it was like his goon squad and they were spying on the DNC and all this stuff for the convention of the upcoming election. And he had them break in to the DNC headquarters in the Watergate hotel in Washington, DC, and try to get information about like what they were doing for the DNC and all that. And which is the democratic national convention And then later lied about it to the American public and to the Senate and a bunch of other people and erased a bunch of tapes and all that. And so that eroded and corroded the American people's faith in the executive branch of the government. And simultaneous with that, the tensions that arose domestically as a result of the Vietnam War, the draft and other things like the National Guard shooting on students in Ohio and all the other tensions that were happening simultaneously uh basically took the American government from being this knight in shining armor during World War two and in the afterglow after that into an increasingly uh negative force in the American person's daily life right and and there was this big seismic shift as far as like the public opinion and those are just like some of the exemplary things that happened that sort of twisted that There was a bunch more but but there were a lot of good reasons for people to say. We might be getting sold a bill of goods by the people that are allegedly representing us. Right. So, Um, I mean, and there was, like, constant lying about Vietnam and our need to be there and all that kind of shit. And, like, oh, the war was going to end. Oh, the war was going to end. And then instead we just keep... We'll get
1: to Vietnam. Uh, okay. We'll get to Vietnam. Sorry. Plus, it's a whole... I'm starting
0: to remember my extremely good... Tell you what.
1: You can do a whole episode on Vietnam.
0: I could do one of them.
1: that would be super cool. Miley
0: funny. Massacre, Miley, because I, I wrote my last paper ever for college on that. Okay. I studied... Oh, man. Oh, dude. That, we Max, probably won't do
1: it. Wink. So that way we'll definitely do it, because every time we say we'll do something on the podcast, yeah. we never do it. But I
0: just want to give a quick shout out. Oh God, I hope you never listen to this. Max Friedman was my professor for my Cold War uh, class, one of my Cold War classes I took. He, it was like this graduate level course that was incredibly good, and... He was one of the best professors I've ever had He was super knowledgeable So if you ever go to American University He also is on NPR If you ever get to check out Check out a good historian, Max Friedman Tell
1: him we said hello Yeah. So Casing, Even though he had no knowledge of rockets Or technical writing Was hired as a senior technical writer In 1956 by Rocketdyne The company that built the F1 engines Used on the Saturn V rocket Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he served as head of the Technical Publications Unit at the company's Propulsion Field Laboratory until 1963. And then his book had made all these allegations um, and
0: began discussing the moon landings as fake. So basically, with his inside knowledge from working for Rocketdyne, he, like, you know, deduced that they couldn't have done what they claimed to do.
1: Well, so... Essentially, what the book claims is that the chance of a successful manned landing on the moon was calculated to be point zero zero one seven percent, and that despite close despite close monitoring by the USSR, it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landing than really
0: go there, or go there like a bunch of times successively. Yeah, I mean, what are the chances? Obviously, it would have been impossible.
1: Yeah, point zero zero one yeah i got a higher chance percent. of getting my
0: dick struck by lightning
1: we can make that happen
0: yeah yeah
1: we have the technology Yeah, we can, we can build, build, build you it. a dick lightning rod dick rod dick rod dick lightning that'll be your your 19 oh, love that is it worth getting persona. struck in the dick
0: oh I thought it was gonna be my new podcast name but
1: we can do that alright but you have to wear sunglasses <clears> and um, be little women you think you can do that yes sick So, um, yeah, he pretty much stated that, like, you know, NASA totally faked that in his book, which was, like, really, like, the first publicized thing that was like, this didn't happen. And then in 1980, the Flat Earth Society, yes, those fucks, accused NASA of faking the landings, arguing that they were staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney sponsorship, based on a script by Arthur C. Clarke and directed by... None other than Stanley Kubrick. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Well, we'll fucking get the Kubrick later.
0: He can't. He can't even get in an airplane, but he's gonna fake the moon landing.
1: Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there's a folklorist named Linda Deg de-, de-, de? It's uh, right there. Can you can you tell me what the fuck that says? Deh 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 No Deh. Um, she suggests that the writer director Peter hyams uh his 1978 film capricorn one which shows a hoax journey to uh to a martian spacecraft that looks identical to the apollo craft might have given a boost to the the hoax's popularity mm. post vietnam era vietnam war era yeah i gotcha um and like i said earlier she knows that this happened during the Watergate. This was post Watergate, so like you know, Americans were kind of like up in, with an upheaval as far as our government and everything. So I do have a huge list of people who were quote unquote influ- influential for the whole story behind the hoax and perpetuating it and everything. I'm not gonna go into it. It's a really fucking long list, and a bunch of the people aren't even touched on here.
0: We'll post it on Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll post. It. We'll post it. Or are we really? Yeah. Okay. So now we get to why. Why would they do this, Dick Fetty? I don't know. I'll fucking tell you. Okay. Bullet point one uh, the space race. Oh. We so, had to
0: win at any cost. Yeah. So
1: pretty much states that, you know, for us to get ahead in the Cold War, we <laughs> Get a little bit of, get a little bit in the Tatiana, cold war. Tatiana, come over here. I'm not sure you the 69. space Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Woo! 69. I'm talking about sex. Yeah, you are. So, you know, even JFK saying that, like, we're definitely going to get a man on the moon. That's, that's pretty good, right? That was all right. That yeah, was all right. That wasn't great. Um, we figured it'd be way too fucking expensive, but fuck the Russians, we're going to do it on a soundstage. That is
0: a good idea.
1: Right, and uh, on top of this, they claim that the Soviets did not have the capability to track
0: a deep spacecraft. Ah, so until they couldn't prove it was not true. Exactly
1: until nineteen seventy-two. So, <sighs> proof right there. Yeah, proof is in the pudding. Or was it NASA? Was it
0: was what NASA
1: was? Was NASA getting more money and more prestige the reason behind the faking? Oh. Was it? Well, they claim that NASA faked the moon landing to avoid humiliation and to make sure they continued to get funding. Yeah,
0: they used their whole budget for 1960s-era cocaine, and then when the coke ran out, they were like, uh, yeah, we got to the moon, my guy.
1: No, no. <laughs> Call no.
0: Kubrick. Some... Tell him we'll give him a brick of cocaine if he can put us on the moon.
1: Yeah, all the moon dust and rocks, actually cocaine. Yeah. That makes a lot of They're sense. They're like, yeah, these, this is moon up. Right? Yeah, this, this is it. You know how it. we
0: got rid of the moon landing, the stage, the sound stage? We snorted it away.
1: Yeah, we did. How much cocaine do you think
0: $30 billion can get you? Enough for a weekend.
1: Yeah, well, that's how much they had apparently they raised to go to the
0: moon. Cordray for nothing.
1: And uh, k Seng, the guy who wrote pretty much the original book on the moon landing hoax says that this was used to pay off, like, a bunch of people Mm -hmm. to keep them quiet about the whole thing. And since, you know, all of us truthers Mm -hmm. believe that going to the moon was impossible at that time... I knew
0: it in my bones.
1: They said that it had to be faked to fulfill Kennedy's 1961 goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon
0: and returning safely to Earth. We will not not put a man on the moon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's just, you know, that's just part, that's just part two of possibly why Uh they lied to us.
0: What's part three? Oh, it's
1: coming to you, coming at you, like Cleopatra.
0: Remember when I said we get back to the Vietnam War? Remember when I told you that you shouldn't talk when you're flipping pages over because it picks it up? And then you were quiet for a second, but then you immediately started telling a joke that I have to leave in. You remember that? You remember said, Remember when I said we get back to the
1: Vietnam War? Yeah. Well, we're back at it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, pretty much it stated that the moon landing was fake so we could take pressure off of... Divert attention yeah. from
0: our failure in Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty obvious.
1: So, those are the main reasons behind...
0: Hold on. Why. It could be all of them. But you know what it is? We took attention off Vietnam so we could stay in Vietnam. We're still in Vietnam right now.
1: Yeah. We're actually recording from Vietnam as we speak.
0: <laughs> it's like that movie with Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam.
1: Robin Williams?
0: Yeah. He's famous. He's a very hairy man. Ugh. Oh, God's gift to the earth. Taken too soon. No, he was taken at the right time. He was. It was... It was the right time.
1: That is going to be an unpopular opinion with our listeners. That man is cherished.
0: Have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? It's not that It's not That's a nostalgia trip Is it? Isn't it?
1: That movie's still good Have you seen
0: Patch Adams? Point Counterpoint? Yeah
1: (sighs) Have you seen that one Where he's a creepy guy Who works at the photo place?
0: Yeah That movie was not good Yeah Have you
1: seen Watched that in a hotel room Have you seen Aladdin?
0: Point Counterpoint
1: Yeah That's a good movie
0: (laughs) Will Smith You got your workout out for you He's already failed Yeah way to be blue. So you told me why we faked it, Ben, but I want to know why it's definitely fake. Why it's definitely fake.
1: Well, so cool. pretty much it boils down to that either the landings didn't happen, they boiled the moon, and NASA employees lied about everything. Okay. That or the landings did happen, but not in the way we were told. All right. So how did they make So what was what was the So okay, here's the thing, right? Okay. So the the thing that most people point out Moon's is t- that there's gaps and inconsistencies in the historical record. Okay. Um, and and that how do,
0: how is that explained away by the government?
1: We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, that we didn't have the technology to do it. Mm. Also, that it would be too dangerous because of cosmic rays and radiation belts and solar flares, solar winds, and all that well, stuff. Well, you
0: weren't sending a man to the sun.
1: You 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 know, you know your space, yeah. Don't you? Don't you? Do. Let's get to our first bullet point. All right. Of why we this never like went to the moon. This like a full
0: clip of truth. Yeah, it's twelve hollow points straight to the dome.
1: I was gonna say twelve hard inches of truth, but yeah. So, uh, photographic and film oddities. A lot of people focus really heavily on these photos that were taken during Apollo Eleven, and that there's like a lot of weird things about them. And, um... Why is the flag flapping? Oh, we'll fucking get there. So, one, the first thing is that the crosshairs on the pictures seem to, like, be behind things, which is fucking weird. Uh Uh-huh. Why would they be behind things if it was a
0: real photograph? But why would they be behind things if it wasn't a real photograph? Listen, I'm the one asking the questions here. Okay, you're right, Dad. Yeah.
1: So... They pretty much state that, like, these photographs were completely doctored and that sometimes on top of it, the crosshairs rotated, Mm. even though the picture was still straight. Weird, right? Well, it all depends on how you develop the photo. So, here's the other thing. The film quality, the quality of the pictures, impossibly good. Okay. Not possible that they were that good. Why? Why? Because it's just not. We didn't have the technology for it. But it's a camera.
0: But yeah, but not that good of a camera. But in the, I feel like that was the age of photography. I mean, I've seen a lot of Giallo
1: where they took good pictures. Not this good. Did you see that Giallo? In... Were they in, were they shot in space?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you
1: got me there, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, where you saying?
0: Remember that scene? Not to get totally off topic again, but in
1: we should just change the name of the podcast to Off Topic with Dick Fetti and the beard of. I
0: love that black belly of the black belly of the tarantula uh-huh. when it's Barbara Boucher's boobie and they keep like they just keep enhancing it yeah they, they make it bigger and bigger to see the hand of the man yeah he's like trying to touch that titty yeah if they can do that then they can take pictures on the moon pretty good
1: uh wrong are you a scientist
0: <laughs> no but I love Giallo so I'm basically well, a scientist well I'm not a scientist
1: either so my op- my opinion is valid okay so there alright that's a fair point also, there are no stars in any of the photos.
0: That's stupid.
1: It's weird, right? Yeah. It's weird. Why wouldn't there be stars? They're in
0: space. Because stars don't make enough light to get picked up by the aperture of the camera. Wrong. Okay. They were on a sound stage. Oh, yeah. Well, that does make more sense. It's just a bunch of black curtains from the theater
1: club. So, this, also, on top of that, uh, astronaut the astronauts who were on Apollo 11 mission... Gay stated in a post-mission press conference that they did not remember seeing any stars during the eva which is them walking on the moon Mm -hmm. and conspiracists contend that nasa chose not to put stars into the photos because the astronomers would have been able to use them to determine where they were taken so they'd see and be like those stars aren't supposed to be there this is fake so they're like, let's just get rid of all of them.
0: <laughs> it's too hard to figure out which stars would have been where when we were on the moon. We're just gonna—I mean, they could have just drawn a bunch of random dots. It's an unidentifiable space. It's impossible.
1: To yeah, draw. but then they would have been like, clearly, this is wrong.
0: <laughs> Somebody drew a big sun with a smiley face on there. Clearly, you're dumb. Yeah, because the sun frowns. He's super hot.
1: Also, in the pictures and the video. The angle and color of the shadows are inconsistent, which suggests that artificial light was used.
0: Or that the feed was coming from the moon and the signal was interrupted by gay cosmic rays. Which were caused by the Russians. Yeah. Oh my God,
1: we solved it. Another thing. Uh Uh-huh. There is identical backgrounds in photos which, according to their captions, were taken miles apart. How many miles? Miles. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. This is a theory, a theory of fact. Okay, I don't need to give you numbers. I don't need to give you numbers. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is these is are theories, says yeah. of the truths. Yeah. Truth of size. No, truth There we go. Yeah. Got love it. That. We got there. My. This suggests that the backgrounds were fake and painted. They mm. just reuse them in different shots.
0: Yeah. They only had $30 billion. They're not millionaires. They have to spend that all on cocaine
1: and hookers, Frank. You think they're going to spend it on this fake space landing?
0: And I'll tell you that Buzz Aldrin and Buzz Lightyear, same person. Explain that. Yeah.
1: Tim Allen is actually Buzz Aldrin.
0: And Buzz Aldrin's actually Buzz Lightyear.
1: Yeah. So, in fact, Tim Allen is Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. It's all coming together.
0: Yeah. When you think about it, because how did they insert Buzz Aldrin into all those pictures?
1: He was a toy. Yeah. You you guys can't see my face right now, but it's like I just had a brain orgasm. Yeah, if you've
0: ever heard of woke, this is the next level. This is awake.
1: Yeah, this is... Awoke. Yeah, this is um, Super Saiyan woke level four.
0: Yeah. We're about to do one of those uh, fusions.
1: Yeah, Super Saiyan, Woke, God, Super Saiyan. Ben Fetti Ben Fetty. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, we need to get those earrings. If anybody
0: that... knows how to Photoshop, we'll send you two pictures of us naked, and then you can make us one man who's naked. Use Dick Fetty's dick. His looks better than mine. I have huge balls. I've got long balls, so if we can mix huge and long. Oh, it'll be like a basketball net full of ball- it'll, balls. It'll it'll
1: be like the Castle Freak from Castle Freak. Yeah. But with a humangus dangus. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on, moving on, the number of photos taken is implausibly high up to one photo per 50 seconds. That's crazy.
0: How can you do that? I don't know. Do you? My fingers not that fast. I'll yeah, tell you that.
1: Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Which means it's, it's not, not real. possible. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible. And then we hit our next point. Right, we a resident of Perth, which is in Western Australia. I know where Perth is. They might not. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> I like this whole character of like, like I state a fact for the audience. You're like, I already fucking knew that. Yeah, it's pretty good. So anyway, this uh, woman I named just... Una Ronald, which is definitely a pseudonym. Yeah, said that for two or three seconds she saw a Coca-Cola bottle roll roll across. The lower ro- right quadrant of her television screen that was displaying the live broadcast of Apollo 11's moonwalk.
0: They already littered on the moon. Yeah, or somebody was doing the coke. Yep, yep. Mid- they had no. it in a coke bottle. Yeah,
1: that because you know, perfect crime. It's a perfect crime. You get pulled over with a a, a coke Officer, bottle full just of coke. cocaine.
0: Yeah, you got to straw it because you don't want it to touch your teeth because it's yeah. The teeth.
1: They 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 literally can't arrest you. Go out, buy cocaine, put it in, in a Coca-Cola
0: bottle, drive around real fast until you get pulled over, leave it in plain sight, they can't arrest you for Pro it. Pro tip, leave a little bit of Coca-Cola in the Coke bottle when you put your cocaine in there, and then it goes up like soup in your nose. Makes it twice as strong.
1: That's just that's, actual Coke.
0: Yeah, drug dealers know. Yeah, that's how they used to make Drug coke. dealers hate them for this simple trick. Yeah, so. true five
1: simple tricks that your drug dealer will hate my
0: dad's brain melted because he snorted coca-cola with cocaine because motel hell told him and made it better <laughs> and now he can't drive me to school
1: and now he can't drive me to school and mom left <laughs> and she said she never loved me
0: alright we gotta we gotta got stop making getting so derailed
1: ah uh, okay whatever you're you're like a f- runaway train never coming back yeah heading down on a one way track It's made out of crack Yeah So The book Moonshot Contains an obvious Fake Composite photo Of Alan Shepard Hitting a golf ball On the moon With another astronaut Mm -hmm. Totally fake Obviously fake And there also Appears to be Some hot spots In the photos That look like A large spotlight Which was used In place of the sun So once again More artificial lighting Yeah You don't need Artificial lighting In space You have The sun Yeah That's so obvious. (laughs) And finally, on this whole photograph spiel, who filmed Neil Armstrong stepping on the moon? Who did it? Hmm? Who? They got a Moonman. Buzz was on 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 the Eagle, and then Collins was on the shuttle. What? Who did it? That wasn't the shuttle. It was the craft. Yeah, the craft. But who did it? Who did it? Moonman. Moonman. Yeah, Moonman, you mean Steve the P.A.? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. Kubrick's. Mind freaked. Kubrick's guy did it. Yeah. Call me Chris Angel because I'm about to fucking mind freak you. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. I did. Okay. We're moving on to the second reasons, the second set of reasons that it couldn't have happened, the environment. Okay. Right?
0: Which one? Space. Space environment. Okay. hmm
1: so there's no way they could have survived the trip because of radiation. Yeah. Gay rays. There is a thing called the Van Allen radiation belt. Uh-huh. I'm going to get into some science shit here. What size belt? 32. And galactic ambient radiation. So there's no way that they could have survived all this radiation in space. There's just no way. They would have been like growing extra limbs, growing boils, getting cancer. There's just no way. There would have
0: been like the Toxic Avenger.
1: Right. Yeah. The film and the cameras would have been fogged by
0: said radiation. Mm. Okay? Would have destroyed the film if it even filmed at all. Yeah. 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 It would have. Moon's surface during the
1: daytime is so hot that camera film would have been melted as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody knows anything knows that. Yeah. It's reckless. Yeah.
1: And this is jumping ahead outside of Apollo 11.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but Apollo 16 crew could not have survived a big solar flare that was firing out while they were on their way to the moon they would have died
0: yeah would have died yeah I got my hands in the air I'm going crazy over here yeah no he's like a a, like an Italian hairdresser telling a story very animated (laughs) so
1: the flag placed on the surface by the astronauts fluttered even though there was no wind
0: yeah. and they're the one, in a vacuum. The second thing to think about is that the moon rays would have melted the fabric. It would have combusted.
1: Moon rays can't melt fabric, you fucking idiot. God, get your facts straight. Anyway, so it fluttered even though space is a vacuum. There's no air. There's no wind. There's no atmosphere to move it, right? Right, right? Right. But it fluttered nonetheless, okay. which means... There had to have been indoor fans. And there probably was because all the astronaut gear they were wearing on that soundstage Very would have been hot. Yeah, Super hot.
0: But let me ask you this. Where would the fans be placed to get it fluttering upright like that? Because it's not like an old droopy dangle flag that just, you know, hangs low, sweet cherry-o. This is like, this is a turgid American flag.
1: No, it was actually cloth. <sighs> they just had a... Think of it as, like, the Waluigi symbol, like an upside-down L. Wow. It had a bar going up and then a bar going across. And the flag itself was fabric, and it was hanging down from that. Oh. So that way, when they placed it, it would still stay out. Or did they do that to make us think they were in zero gravity?
0: Yeah. Hmm? hmm? I don't know. I haven't asked them yet, but yeah. I will. Well, you should. I'm writing an angry letter to assholes right now.
1: Yeah. The next thing... The astronauts' footprints. Now, this is actually something I did not know. Um, Essentially, footprints need moisture, Mm -hmm. right? There's no moisture on the moon. How did they leave the footprints? How did they do this? How did they make them look all floaty, you ask? I'll fucking tell you. What, the footprints? No, just them moving around on the moon, right? I I didn't ask, but how did they make them look all floaty? Good question there, Dick Fetty. I see you're thirsty for the truth. But well, but hold on. The liquid truth pouring down your throat.
0: I want to go back to these footprints, though, because you haven't proffered uh, an alternative suggestion. So did they do this in fake moon sand? Or... Yeah.
1: So it was either done on a soundstage mm-hmm. with actual sand or filmed outside in a remote desert.
0: Oh, and then they just used black and white film to make it look like the moon.
1: Yep, and they were in harnesses to make
0: them look all floaty and shit okay okay Mm -hmm,
1: mm mm-hmm
0: so these these basically these these astronauts built us for millions billions of dollars so they could be in like bungee jump harnesses jumping on the dang-dung desert is that what I'm hearing
1: yeah you're angry now just wait there's more okay ask me how much how much more so much okay the lunar module right zero blast crater or any sign of dust scatter when it landed.
0: Yeah. What? Right? How? It's dusty as fuck on Unless the Unless they just fucking
1: lowered it down on a crane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So this is all like the mechanical stuff. We're getting into the mechanical stuff, right?
0: Yeah. I'm a mechanic. I, I get it. You I agree your lingo.
1: Yeah. You, you hear it. You know it. You blow it. I'm it. Blow me, please. The second stage of the launch rocket or the lunar module, mm-hmm, as they call, mm-hmm, call it, air mm-hmm, quotes. Mm-hmm. The ascent stage, no visible flame. Yeah, yeah, I see the look you're fucking giving me.
0: I mean, I started my grill, I see a visible flame.
1: Yeah, right? Every rocket you see leaving Earth, flames. Yeah, yeah. Flames, put a cool rocket sound there for me. Yeah, that's perfect. Next point, the air conditioning units that were in the suits the alleged air conditioning units yeah. couldn't have worked you know why? because they
0: didn't have batteries
1: no atmosphere on the moon how are they going to work without an atmosphere? tell me that
0: I don't know you don't know I don't you that do not know I. it's beyond that's above my pay grade fucking crazy yeah it's crazy
1: because it's fake
0: yeah it's crazy fake crazy fake I could fill a book with stuff I don't know about the moon
1: I know I know I know, but people figured it out for us, and we believe them. <laughs> so next we get, we get to the transmissions area of this whole fact list, right? We're,
0: we're talking about, like, what are they, got? like a six-speed transmission in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are we talking about, like, the talk-talk from the space?
1: The talk-talk. The so there should have been more than a two-second delay in communications between Earth and the moon at a distance of 250,000 miles, or... For our foreign listeners, 400,000 kilometers. Oh, You're welcome. You that, yeah. Wink.
0: Yeah. That was a gay wink you made. It
1: was. Also, typical delays in communication were about 0. 0.5 seconds.
0: What are they got? Really good walkie-talkies or are they on Earth? Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Next point. Parks
1: Observatory in Australia was built. To the world for weeks as the site where we would be relaying the communications, right? Or the moonwalk. Five hours before the transmission, they were told to stand down. Weird. Coincidence? I think not.
0: You said Australia?
1: Yeah, Australia. That's down under. Yeah, down under. Anyway, back to the facts. Back to the future. (laughs) Outside of my amazing Australian accent. That's all getting cut. (laughs) please don't it was so good so Parks supposedly had the clearest video feed from the moon Uh but the Australian media and all other known sources ran a live feed from the United States why
0: yeah what were they hiding
1: uh the moon landing boom I know your brain just shit out your ass (laughs) now better signal was supposedly received at Parks Observatory when the moon was on the opposite side of the planet how does that make sense?
0: It doesn't at all. It doesn't. Okay.
1: How would they get better reception when they were on the other side of the planet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Well, the moon is round.
1: <laughs> is it though? That's a. Fair or is point. it flat like a coin? Yeah. Like the Earth.
0: Like a. Bitcoin. That's another episode. Like a Bitcoin.
1: We're moving on to. We're, we're getting close. Don't worry. We're getting close to the end here, boys close to and the girls. Truth. So keep your tinfoil hats fastened tightly because we're getting there. We have a bunch of missing data. Mm-hmm.
0: Why? Somebody forgot to back up the hard drive?
1: Yeah, except how could you forget to back it up when it's the size of a fucking building?
0: Okay, so you, you lost Blueprints. The
1: Design and development drawings of the machines involved
0: gone, right? Says who?
1: Uh, Actually, that is true. 100% true. Okay. They are gone.
0: Somebody take them home and forget to bring them back? And they're just like so embarrassed that we'll actually 50 get years there. Later. We'll actually get there. Okay. You've made a lot of promises to Apollo
1: my 11 data tapes containing telemetry and high quality video? Guess what? Also gone. Filming of them being on the moon? Gone. Bunch of NASA people died. Yeah. To cover it up? I fucking think so. We're going to get into this, right? Did they die on the crapper or, like, oh. in a gunfight? Oh, I'll fucking tell you. Okay. I will tell you. Please do. So, ten astronauts and two civilians related to the manned spaceflight program all died. Weird, right? Of Probably radi- because they were trying to cover stuff up.
0: Yeah. Was it radi- Were they all irradiated?
1: Why would it be radiation if we never went? Yeah.
0: But maybe that's part of the cover-up, is they want us to think that we went, so they irradiated and be like, look, they did get the gay ray, and then, in fact...
1: Well, there was Theodore Freeman, Uh. killed, ejecting from a T-38, which had suffered a bird strike October 1964. A bird strike? Yeah, like a bird hit the thing. Okay. hit the plane or whatever. Uh, Elliot C. and Charles Bassett, also another T-38 crash in bad weather, February 1966. Maybe T-38's just sucked. Hmm. Maybe. Virgil Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger B. Chaffee killed in a fire during the plugs-out test preceding Apollo 1. Interesting. Right? Right, yeah. And the list goes on. I'm not going to go over all of them. But all these dudes were all involved in the program and suddenly they're dead. Why? Because NASA knew they couldn't keep their fucking mouths shut.
0: Yeah, they probably were going to blab to network TV. Now we get to the poop. If this was all filmed on a film stage, who did it? Two
1: words. Stanley and Kubrick. Arguably, one of the greatest film directors of all time. But also maybe... Not
0: arguably, definitively. Like top three directors of all time
1: yeah but mate
0: but is he the best you said he's arguably one of the best i'm saying he's absolutely one of the best he's probably the greatest filmmaker of all time until eyes wide shut yeah but so what just it doesn't mean he's not the greatest filmmaker of all time because nobody else has a single movie that matches his worst movies let alone anybody having a movie as good as his best movies you know i love
1: Kubrick. don't do this to me on the podcast
0: i'm just saying maybe think before you speak because
1: well maybe this will change your
0: opinion greatest
1: movie director of all time or government shill
0: can it be both i guess you're right i mean if he faked the moon landings and we still all believe it then yeah he's pretty good so we
1: right now you and i are accusing him of faking the apollo 11 and apollo 12 missions
0: I would never say that.
1: Don't really? you ever say that? Really? Because have you ever seen 2001? Space Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah. You know the one ship in there? Yeah. Looks a lot like the the lunar modules, doesn't it?
0: Oh, he yeah, had that in props.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He already had one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, how did he get this job? Well, NASA secretly approached him, right?
0: They, they were, were like, like, we loved Barry They were like, Lindsay. hey,
1: yo, Kubrick fucking, we're from, My gay. we're from fucking NASA. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, NASA. NASA, Brooklyn, what's up? We're from the island Nassau or whatever, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so they approach him
1: it. and they were like, you need to help us fake the first three moon landings we're gonna do. Right,
0: right. He's like, I need money to shoot the Shining.
1: The launch of the rocket and the splashdown where they like landed back on Earth real. Okay? Because, like, you know, why fake that? You don't have to fake that. It costs a lot less than going to the moon and not having so the technology to it costs a lot to, to
0: shoot something and then make it go ka So they tell us.
1: So the spacecraft would stay in Earth orbit and the fake footage would be broadcast as live from the moon. Right? Apparently, he didn't even want to do it, right? Yeah. But they were like, yo, your brother he's a communist and we'll fucking take him. We'll tell everyone he's a communist and Kubrick was like, I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. I guess I'll fake the moon landings.
0: I think they were really big fans of Dr. Strangelove.
1: Probably. But he, here's here's the thing, right, right? The Shining, arguably our favorite horror movie, right? Mm-hmm.
0: You ever really watch that movie? I mean, really watch that movie? No, I normally have one eye closed. To make it more scary, then I can't see half of it.
1: It's weird how Danny is wearing a a sweater that has an Apollo rocket on it, and he's like kneeling in front of his toys, and they look like a like a like a liftoff pad, right? Mm-hmm. And then he stands up. You know why?
0: Because he's the rocket.
1: Yeah, and because Kubrick felt bad.
0: Rocket Man.
1: Rocket Man. Rocket Danny.
0: Yeah, is that what that Elton John song's about? Yeah,
1: it's about Stanley Kubrick faking the moon landing. We might have to check when that song was written. It is. But it's definitely about that. Well, he
0: could have written it before it got released because he knew the truth. Elton John knew. That's true. That's true. Because I think Kubrick asked him to score The Shining and then they gave the credit to Wendy Carlos. But we all know that that was just fake as the moon.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that, my friend, is why the moon landing... Is totally fucking fake.
0: The real story, you heard it here first on Ben and what's my name? Dick. Dick. Ben dick. Bended ben dick. Ben ben dick. Bended
1: no. dick. The bended dick truth hour.
0: Yeah, we don't bend the truth. We bend the dick.
1: Yeah, it's like in Verzim where they're the swollen eyeball where the bended dick. Yeah, yeah. Cause both those things sound like awful, but like we're giving you the truth.
0: Yeah, the truth is a bendy dick in your butthole. Are you guys ready? For a double dose?
1: For a double dose because I'm going to give you the actual facts. Okay. So, let's go with what really happened, right? Because I know you don't believe any of this shit. No. You know I don't believe any of this shit. So we'll get to the first thing I'm going to debunk is the fact that we did, that we faked this because of the space race. So, there's this guy, Philip Platt, he wrote this book called Bad Astronomy, right? And he pretty much states that the soviets fully had the technology and were spying on us the whole fucking time and if we did fake it they would have found out and they would have been like the fucking americans faked this shit," because that would have been good for their so side they, of the Cold you, War. You. yeah that would have been good for them why there's no why way would
0: we, we d- take that risk yeah
1: so that's that's point one and you know how it was claimed that they didn't have the ability to track deep space craft until
0: 1972
1: mm-hmm. they've had that ability since
0: 1959
1: okay so 10 that's, years 10
0: years before yeah. he sent a man to the moon totally fucking fake it's called radar more like radar more like radar
1: and you know I didn't really touch on this but one of the reasons that uh, they thought that they might fake that NASA might fake the moon landing is because it was too dangerous at the same time as not having technology they pretty much had to do it because they needed a win they needed to televise this they needed to happen because after the three astronauts died in that um, training exercise training
0: exercise like they really needed a win well and the astronauts knew that it was super dangerous like everybody knew that it was super dangerous but again this is like human life was cheap like, I mean, our astronauts mattered to us, but everybody was on board if this we'd get this win for America. Yeah. It's like, patriotism was at an all-time, well, 69, yeah, uh, wasn't at the highest, highest, but it was pretty dang high. We needed so, it. Yeah. We needed a win. And the people that did this believed in it.
1: So, then we move on to the Vietnam War. You know... The, and, like, the thing is, like, people state like, oh, well, you know, after the Vietnam War ended, the the moon... We stopped going to the moon and doing stuff with the moon and yada, yada, yada. They didn't suddenly end, all right? Um, they just kind of lost interest, essentially. Um, the final flights were cut along with plans or even more ambitious follow-ups on the program because they it just wasn't going to happen anymore. Like there's no reason for us to keep going back. Yeah, well, it
0: was cost prohibitive to go to the moon when we weren't getting anything out of other than moon rocks. But the other deal is like there it's not untrue that having a win in the space race was good for us when we were having a big loss in Vietnam, but like that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. We still sent people to the moon and it was great for tricky dick because then we had people on the fucking moon. So so here's another reason
1: why <laughs> excuse me there's no way they would have been able to fake this. So the size and complexity of them actually faking it is harder than them actually going to the moon, believe it or not. So it would have had to involve over 400,000 people who worked on the Apollo project for nearly 10 years and the 12 men who actually walked on the moon and the six others who flew with them as command module pilots and another six astronauts who orbited the moon So hundreds of thousands of people would have been, had to have been in on this. Astronauts, scientists, engineers, technicians, skilled laborers, like all these people would have to have kept it quiet. They would have to have killed a lot more people or had a lot more money to pay these people off. So then we get into the photo stuff, right? So the whole thing about the crosshairs being behind things. Mm Mm-hmm. That only appears on copied or scanned photos and not in the originals. It's caused by overexposure. You were totally right. I think you actually, you said that, right? Yeah. Uh, so the whole thing about the crosshairs being rotated or in the wrong place, right? Mm-hmm. This is pretty much for aesthetic impact. Like, it th- was done on purpose, pretty much. So, and the quality of the photographs being crazy good... There are a lot of photos that were taken on there that were awful. That were taken on the missions that were just terrible. Yeah, that's why they, they only take so many us,
0: photos. Yeah,
1: they only show us the good ones. They're not going to show us a bunch of shitty ones. Right. And the Apollo astronauts used a high-resolution Hasselblad 500EL cameras.
0: Right. We designed the fucking Hubble. Yeah. Like, cameras are the... Sh- like, yeah, it's just fucking absurd.
1: So, the whole no stars thing? Yeah. you you couldn't really see stars during the lunar daytime because of the reflection of the light off the lunar surface. The moon's white, so it gives off a lot of light. And, like, when you go skiing, right, and there's snow everywhere, it's really fucking bright out because all of the light is reflecting off the white snow. So, and I don't think it's even true that they said anything about um, them not seeing stars on the way there and all that bullshit. And if they did and they were faking it, why the fuck would they say that? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. But you know, it's it's light pollution. Like if you go out into the city, you're not gonna see stars, right? Right. If you go out in the middle of nowhere, there's no light, you're gonna see stars. They were on the lit side of the moon. Yeah. And I think it's lit lit. Um, a lunar day lasts, I think, 15 days. Gee whiz.
0: I think I, th- I have that later in my notes. But again, it's like I said, I mean, it, and I'm sure it's also, if you ever tried to take a picture of the stars with your fucking iPhone, you know that it doesn't come out as anything because the way cameras work is they take in light and then the exposure on the film allows it to show up. And so learn well, how a camera works, well, you stupid dickhead. Here, here's, here's, a, here's another thing, right? Apollo 16,
1: uh, they had something called a special far ultraviolet camera, mm. which was a camera and spectrograph. And it was taken to the lunar surface on Apollo 16, and it was operated in the shadow of the Apollo lunar module, right? Mm-hmm. It took plenty of photos of Earth and stars.
0: Yeah. Did you know that all those sweet ass pictures of nebulas and shit are just colorized radiation? It's mm-hmm. not how they look. Yeah. That's super disappointing. It is. Who, Who knows how wait. they
1: look? I bet they look crazy. The angle and color of the shadows, which Mm -hmm. I've seen the pictures, it does seem a bit weird, but, like, you know, I'm not a fucking scientist. The shadows on the moon are, like, super complicated, and they reflect light in a weird way, and the ground's uneven, and it's a wide-angle lens, so, like, it's kind of distorted, plus there's, like, lunar dust and everything, so... (sighs) Like, just, like, there's so many variables there that, like, make perfect sense. And on top of it, and this is the first, but not last time I'm gonna say this... The MythBusters did an episode called NASA Moon Landing, and they busted that myth. Backgrounds being identical, they're not. They're just very similar.
0: They're it's just, like space or something.
1: It, well, it's just like, you know, it's it's the lunar landscape is not like the Earth. We don't know it all that well, right? Yeah. You know, you can see, you can show me a hundred pictures of the lunar landscape. I'm not going to tell you where the fuck they are. I don't know. And none of these people know the mapping of the lunar landscape, so they're not going to know. And then, back to the numbers of the number of photos being too high, and them taking fifty photos or taking a photo per fifty seconds. Right? That's not true. Um, the calculation was based on a lone astronaut on the surface. It is not taking into account that there were two astronauts sharing the workload and simultaneously taking photographs during the EVA which if anyone doesn't know stands for extravehicular activity mm. there was more than one camera that's what and was? more th- yeah oh and I apologize guys I did miss one thing as we were running through this um, there are quote-unquote artifacts in these photos that contain a letter C on a rock in the background which may have been a labeled props uh, like studio prop. It's just likely that it was a printing imperfection. It's super likely that happened. And then the whole thing about um, the Coca-Cola bottle uh, so apparently there's also like a newspaper that picked it up. Newspaper doesn't exist. And that was like the only source they had that, that was real. There's She's just a random woman Saying Do, do an Australian accent I mm,
0: No I'm <laughs> not there Yeah right Yeah anyways something. Throw another shrimp On the Bobby. I yeah, Assault t- No I'm going yeah. into I'm going into yeah, Whatever anyways Yeah some stupid bitch Yeah she doesn't know What the fuck she's talking about Yeah just cause you're shit house while you watch TV Doesn't mean you're right
1: And this composite photo That was used for this book Um It was used instead of actual images because they weren't that great and it was easier to a, publish a fake one than a real one because it looked better yeah simple aesthetic purposes um these hot spots so there's pits on the moon's surface that focus and reflect light pretty much like tiny glass spheres mm-hmm. they're essentially what reflects it like like glass on a street lamp or like water droplets on grass would do and it creates like this weird effect. And my my favorite debunking thing, which you can clearly see like makes totally sense, the whole thing of like who who filmed Neil Armstrong getting off of the module. The camera was attached to the module. It's super clear in the footage that it was attached to the module that nobody was standing there with it. It doesn't move until someone goes over to it. Like then we get to the radiation. The Van Allen belts, right? So the end-all to be-all of it is that they passed through them in about an hour and a half, and they weren't in the radiation long enough for it to actually affect them in any way. It takes a long time for radiation to affect you.
0: Hmm. Unless it's like a super high dose, right?
1: Right, but even the amount they got is like... In the heart I think it's like 13 hours or some shit Mm. don't quote me on that I might be wrong on that but so they essentially got an average dose of less than one REM which is equivalent to ambient radiation received by living at sea level for three years the total radiation received on the trip was about the same as allowed for workers in a nuclear energy field for a year so, but they got to go to the moon and back. So yeah, like, they're who gives fine. Shit? Yeah. It, like, they weren't going to be affected by any of that. Radiation for the film, making it foggy and everything. film was kept in metal containers, stops which stopped the radiation fogging. And on top of that, it was carried by unmanned lunar probes, such as Lunar Orbiter and the Lunar th- Luna 3. None of that was fogged, so... Mm obviously their shit's not going to be fogged and the whole thing about the moon surface being so hot during the daytime so that is actually only during lunar noon which is like it gets unbearably hot which they were not there for uh they landed i think after lunar lunar noon where like the the sun is the most intense yeah i get it
0: on the lunar surface and i mean if 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 a lunar day is fifteen days, then it's like they could just be there anytime that's not you know
1: well, here's the thing, right? so you can't have direct heat in a vacuum; it comes from absorption it, well it yeah it comes, so essentially, the physics of radiative heat transfer are very understood by scientists and the world alike and they use these things called passive optical coatings Mm -hmm. and paints to control like the temperature of the film Um, if you look at the actual module you see like this stuff with the gold color it's on the module as well yeah 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 Uh, but yeah so okay so a moon's day is about 29 and a half earth days long meaning that one moon day dawn to dusk lasts nearly 15 earth days and they, like, they just, they weren't getting hit by, like, the direct heat by everything. Yeah. They landed, like, just before or after Lunar Noon. But anyway, the the film itself was never in direct sunlight, so it didn't overheat. And Apollo 16 not being able to survive the supposed solar flare that happened while they're in flight, no solar flare occurred. <laughs> there were large solar flares in August 1972, after Apollo 16 returned to Earth, but before the flight of Apollo 17. Completely debunked. Um, so this is another one of my favorites. The flag. So the one thing is, it was folded up before it was taken out. That's why there's all these weird creases in it. Mm. And they hit it by accident. And it's space. There's no friction or anything to stop it from moving. Yeah. So like it kind of wiggled a bit. It makes a
0: better picture.
1: Yeah, it wiggled a bit. Like, yeah. that's really what it comes down to.
0: Well, right, because you got to put it in the thing. So, like, no shit, Sherlock. Stupidest fucking shit ever. This
1: was also debunked on the Mythbusters episode, NASA Moon Landing.
0: It's just, like... I mean, the thing is, people that believe that the moon landing's fake also believe that the moon is hollow, also are likely to believe that the Earth is flat. Like, they're all... We covered this, I believe, in our prior Conspiracy Theory episode about how... Essentially, people that believe conspiracy theories are likely to believe a multitude of them. Most of them, and most of
1: them, like, the really hardcore people hate Jewish people.
0: Yeah. No, I know, but, I mean, that aside, in, in all seriousness, like, it's just baffling to me that you could be so assured that, like, everyone was lying. I mean, I understand there's a bunch of reasons behind that, but it's just fucking ridiculous. It just blows my fucking mind. Like,
1: Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, I was thinking about... When you said, like, let's do conspiracy theories, I was thinking about doing Flat Earth. And then I thought about going down the YouTube hole of watching people talking about Flat Earth. And I was like, I just had a kid. I don't need to kill myself. Yeah. So maybe one day, when I'm a little bit more mentally stable, we'll cover Flat Earth. But that shit just makes my stomach curdle so bad. Just how fucking dumb can you fucking be? And then... The footprints, right? So, moon dust isn't weathered like Earth. You know, it has these like sharp edges, which allows the particles to stick together and hold their shape in a vacuum. Mm. So, pretty much the astronauts were like, it's pretty much like talcum powder or wet sand, so it's very malleable. Yeah. And this was once again further debunked in the Mythbusters episode, NASA Moon Landing. And, you know, I'm not really even going to go into the whole um, thing about about like them being done on a soundstage or anything, just because all of this stuff debunks it anyway. Yeah, right. But there is one thing I found interesting that, just in general, not necessarily to disprove or debunk anything, but during the Apollo 15 mission, David Scott did an experiment by dropping a, hel- uh, a hammer and a falcon feather at the same time, and they both fell at the same rate because he was in a vacuum. That's cool. It is cool. It's super cool. The coolest. And, I mean, if it was filmed in a desert, there'd be heat waves. And, once again, this theory was further debunked in NASA Moon Landing on Mythbusters. Now we get to that uh, the Lunar Module made no blast craters or anything, even though there were footprints, right? Like, why would there be no blast craters if there were footprints? And... There is a long answer behind this that has like a lot of science behind it, and the fact that it weighed less when it got to the moon than when it was on Earth because the moon has lower gravity. I think it's like one sixth gravity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, anyway, the simple fact is that there are impressions. There's no crater because it wasn't. It, it didn't
0: slam down. It like didn't a slam down.
1: Ball. It landed. Right. And if you look there is, like, slight, like, depressions where, like, it moved and then lifted off. Yeah, it was supposed to be gentle. That's that's the short answer. There's not going to be a crater
0: from Can that. you imagine how terrifying it would be to be in that fucking thing? To, like, have to land on the moon and not explode. To get out and be on the moon and not die from moon critters and moonmen. Then to sleep on the moon and not get eaten by moon monsters. And then get back up into your little hoodoo and then... Back to Earth.
1: My thing is, like, I don't know how you fucking slept on the moon. Yeah. Like, I would not... I mean, I already have bad insomnia, but, like, I would not have been able to sleep. Yeah. I would what have been, like...
0: Dig moon value. Moon ghosts. Moon ghosts are gonna get me. <laughs> Moon's haunted. <laughs> Never go back.
1: Now we move on to the whole thing about the engines not giving off any light or flame. They use a totally different type of fuel for... The lunar module. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, when you see when you see them lift off into space, there's fire and everything. So, without going into like too much technical jargon, um, the fuel used on it, which is, uh, Aerozyne 50 and Dinitrogen tetro... Tetroxide um, propellants. Uh, they are simple they're reliable they ignite hyper hypergolically, hypergolically upon contact so you don't need a spark mm-hmm. which is something hard to do when you're in space anyway right but they don't need they don't need a flame so it's it's the the exhaust itself is transparent the the um, there's no flame and there are actually pictures you can uh, look at of them using that type of fuel as they're lifting off from Earth and in different rockets and shit mm. and it's clear there's no hot red hot orange yellow or anything. there's none of that. It just looks like a plume of smoke essentially yeah. but there's no air in space to be heated so none of that's gonna show up right And then we get on to the whole thing about them having air conditioning used that can't work in a vacuum right here's the thing. They could only work in a vacuum. So essentially, just real quick, how they work. Water from a tank in the backpack flows out through tiny pores into, just because I find this interesting, a metal, some limiter plate, where it quickly is vaporized into space. So the loss of heat is essentially coming from vaporization of the water touching air. Not air, the vacuum mm. of space, uh, so to speak. So they literally... Only would work in space. Yeah, they wouldn't work. Yeah, to be like, wait, they stay. wouldn't work on Earth. And I know, like that one's kind of like, oh, you know, shut the fuck up, whoever's listening to this and thinks I'm wrong. Um, unless you want to give us a five star review and um, leave something nice on our iTunes page, then you know what, you're right. I will pour myself out for more likes and and higher reviews. <clears throat> so the whole two second delay thing. Round trip light travel time of more than two seconds is apparent in all real time recordings of lunar audio. Like it's there. And it doesn't always appear to work as expected, which makes sense. Um there was also probably some like documentary films and stuff and like where it was like edited yeah. f- you know, for flair and so like you don't hear like a flare bunch just of, to make it quicker, like, yeah. yeah. And this whole thing about typical delays in communication were about 0.5 seconds. Once again, this is just not true. If you look at the original recordings, it's not true. The Parks Observatory in Australia being billed and then as where like it would broadcast from and then five hours prior then being pulled from it. Um, the timing of the first Moonwalk was changed after the landing. So delays in getting the Moonwalk started meant that Parks... Did cover almost the entire Apollo 11 moonwalk and then we go on to the whole thing about them supposedly having the clearest signal and everything Mm -hmm. but it being ran from America that was the original plan but according to some of the sources the official policy the Australian Broadcasting Commission ABC did take the transmission direct from parks and Honeysuckle Creek radio telescopes. So they did and then converted to NTSC television in Paddington and Sydney. So like, it did come from there. I don't know where. Check your facts, dumbasses. People get that from, you know, once again, better signal was supposedly received at Park's observatory when the moon was on the opposite side of the planet, not supported in any of the logs in the detail mission. And the whole thing about them missing data, they did. They just lost it. And then they they found out, they found some, like some of the tapes later, and then they also found out that some of the shit was taped over. Which happens. Tapes were expensive back in the day. Um, Fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, I don't know if the listeners know. The original series, like a lot of the original runs, were lost forever because some dicks at the BBC, whoever was running at the time, was like, Ah, just tape over those old episodes. And they've been trying to find copies of them ever since. So it just happened. Uh, Like, shit happens. This happened a long time ago. Things get lost. People aren't fucking perfect. And then we get to the whole thing about all these people who supposedly worked on the thing dying. Right off the bat, Um, a couple of them had zero connection uh, with the civilian manned space program that oversaw the Apollo missions. And all of the deaths that were listed, besides one, which is uh, Welch, occurred at least 20 months before Apollo 11 and subsequent flights. Like, long before. So, like, why... Yeah.
0: Why would they kill them, like, long
1: before? Unless... No. It doesn't make any sense. So, that's totally fucking debunked. Right? It's crazy. All of it's crazy. And the only thing I'm going to say about Kubrick other than um, there's just no way that he faked it is the fact that the supposed brother that the government was like, oh, we're gonna fucking tell everybody he's a communist and blah, blah, blah. Um, he never had a brother. He never This brother didn't exist. So, that's Allegedly. totally false. Well, if you actually watch the Mythbusters episode NASA and the Moon Landing, they debunk the fact that Kubrick ever had this brother.
0: Yeah. MythBuster says that it's gotta be true. They
1: busted it. And that's pretty much it, man. We definitely went to the moon a few times and a lot of people are like, why don't we go to the moon anymore? Like, we never went in the first place. That's why they don't go to the moon anymore. No, there's just no fucking point. We have bigger issues at hand right now. We
0: got people starving, bad things are happening in the world. Well, we had all that shit before. Like... The bigger interest is... The, the bigger reason isn't that there's no point... It's that America lost interest. People lost interest. Like, we achieved our goal. We did it. We went to the moon. And then a bunch of people died in the fucking Challenger accident. So everybody was, like, super bummed out about space shit for a while because they were like, dang. So that's why.
1: NASA was disenfranchised long after that.
0: Yeah, I don't... I hear what you're saying, but it's... That's... I'm not saying that NASA was defunded or as a direct result like people just lose interest the program like they they were giving less and less money to nasa for a long time i mean our military build-up happened the same time as nasa and nasa's budget's always been a joke compared to like the military industrial complex it occupies like nothing in the overall federal budget generally even when we were sending people to the moon but the public loses interest so the government's like why are we going to spend a bunch of stuff on Money on stuff that's not going to get us reelected when people care about other things. Let's put money elsewhere. So they did, and there's no huge outcry of public support for NASA for the most part. So that's why that happened, and that's why we don't go to the fucking moon. You know, like until until we do a full Wally on this planet and turn everything into junk and have to leave in spaceships, like nobody's going to care.
1: We'll get there, buddy. Well, we are. You we know, are rapidly approaching. There is it. a a, a one way mission plan for Mars. Yeah. Uh, which is supposedly going to be happening which would be which i'm excited to see if it's in my lifetime oh yeah super cool
0: well i mean and everything elon musk is doing with spacex is cool i mean it's you know it's very interesting because now we're at a place where we've got this whole junk belt of like broken down satellites that just float in orbit around our planet because we've sent so much shit up for cell phones and advertising and like it's crazy and it's space is lawless in one sense but it's also like an article where there's a there's it's a mixture of like a surprising amount of respect between all nations to share in this like resource but also sort of like utter disregard in other ways it's a very interesting thing but like yeah why are we like we just don't care about sending people to the moon now and not for a while and there's no there's no real big benefit so we're not going to do it
1: right but we're going to Mars, bro. Woo!
0: Yeah, no, I'm stoked for that. And I agree. I mean, like, you know, I remember all these things as a kid. I went to the... I've been to, like, a lot of the air and space museums in this country, and there's a huge one in Oklahoma where they have one of the lunar modules. They have an oh, SR-71 cool. Blackbird there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Talk about Cold War shit. It was so fucking cool. And, I you know, I think a lot of boys go through a plane phase, but I had a really, really long one. And, yeah, it's... It's just, like, it's a fantastic part of American history. It's a great uh, example of, like, what science can do when it's funded properly. And, like, you know, just man reaching for the stars and literally... Well, we don't touch a star because stars are hot. But touching a little moon, man, you know? Touching a little moon. Little moon.
1: And if you question Buzz Aldrin about the moon landing, he will knock you the fuck out. As you
0: should. So. You ever see that video? Yeah, I've seen that video. Pretty great. Yeah, it's it's one of those few, like, justice-served videos that really hits yeah. the spot. But that was fantastic. You did a great job. I appreciate all the research. Thank you. For having to wade through just, you know, so much fucking ridiculous bullshit. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We really enjoyed doing this one. We're going to be coming at it with some uh, more conspiracy stuff in the future, like we said, at some point.
1: Or will we?
0: Yeah. The truth is out there. Or maybe it's not.
1: Is it a conspiracy that we're telling you that we will?
0: I don't know. But I'm conspiring to get your five-star reviews on <laughs> itunes so check it out or
1: if you're listening to this i know we've been getting like you know a decent amount of listeners recently um just do us a favor whatever you want to review it as like whatever you want to put down in the review and whatever you want to rate us as just do it for us it helps us get out there a little bit we just do this because we like doing it we don't expect to make money off of it but the more people that listen it makes us happy
0: yeah uh you can also listen to us directly on spotify and subscribe to our RSS feed there. or Leave comments on the uh, specific episodes. so you can get at us on Facebook at Motel Hell Podcast. Instagram is the same. We've got our personals too. Ben the Beardo and Cochleomiohominivorex. So
1: you're probably gonna have to figure out how to spell that one. Yeah, uh, I think I made that joke on a past episode. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, or. I, I would like to do a listener story at some like story episode at some point where, you know, over a little while we interview people who've had creepy things happen to them. Now whether I, Dick Fetty, believe you, we will respect you. So if you want to talk to us, email us at my or at motel hell podcast at gmail dot com, or if you just have suggestions for things that you think we should cover and we may or may not. Yeah. Well, that's it. Later nerds. Later.